Welcome to the Fempowered Property Podcast, brought to you by me, Ella Attrell, property investor, developer, and property coach. This podcast is for the aspiring female property investors who are ready to take the next step in their lives, get financial independence and freedom to live their dream life on their terms. Hello and welcome back to the Fempowered Property Podcast. Today I am joined with my life partner and business partner, Darren Andrews. Hello, Darren. Hi guys, how are we all doing? <laughs> Could you take some time to just introduce yourself briefly, just give everyone a background of kind of your upbringing and then also like where you've got to from there and then the, the journey in between. Yeah, sure. So yeah, like Ella said, my name's Darren Andrews. I'm a property developer uh, and the other half of Della Estates. <laughs> I uh, I started property actually when I was 20. I'm 37 now. So I done my first flip when I was 20 and then done another one immediately after. Uh, and then met Ella and we went traveling and enjoyed the world for a while. We did, we did. Yeah. And then <laughs> after that, set up a dealership or in between that time anyway, set up a sports car dealership. Uh, built that up from the ground up. We actually done that from the driveway, didn't we? Yeah. So like it wasn't a sports car dealership it initially. It was definitely <laughs> not a sports car dealership. It was like a Ford Fiesta and Vauxhall Corsa yeah. to start off with. But yeah, then we built that up uh, over the next probably seven years, I'd say. Yeah, it probably was. But like initially we were just getting enough money up together to go traveling, weren't we? It was always make a, make a chunk of money, yeah. go and spend it somehow, make a bit more, go and spend that somehow. Absolutely. But yeah, so, so we done the dealership. Uh, sold that and then basically just said let's go full-time in property uh my background way before that from like when I finished school I was actually a, a plumbing and a heating engineer so I had a bit of a background within construction and stuff I worked on countless projects for other property developers and yeah they were always like turning up to site in you know Range Rovers and stuff like that and I was always there working away on 25 grand a year or whatever it was thinking that needs to be me. I'm the wrong side of the fence here. So yeah, then me and Ella jumped into property development pretty much full time when we sold the dealership. Yeah, and a little uh, bit before that, actually, we yeah. were doing it alongside initially. We were actually, yeah, we were working quite a lot then, weren't we? Well, yeah. we do now, but <laughs> and I had my my equine physio business as well, and we uh, had a child. Yeah, how did we fit it all in? Now I think about it that way, I don't know. But yeah, that, that's my background anyway. So yeah, I've always had a massive passion for property, uh, and always wanted to sort of better myself each time, each project, and each and every year, just try and beat myself in the year before. Yeah, and I think just going back to like what you were saying about the guys turning up in the Range Rovers and you working for them on the tour was like that kind of just goes to show that you always had those big visions and you always knew that you were going to go somewhere and that it just doesn't stop with that job that you were doing right there and then, i.e. contracting for, or doing plumbing contracting, you know? So I think that's that entrepreneurial, oh God, I can't talk today, entrepreneurial spirit, isn't it? That you like embody all the time. You're always coming out with new ideas and like, the journey never ends, does it? No, hence why it's a journey. It's not a yeah. not a destination. Yeah, I'm always looking ahead, always looking forward. And I kind of think I've been, like people say to me, oh, Darren, you're, you're an entrepreneur. Help me with this. Have a look at this. And I often think, am I an entrepreneur? That's just a word that's been made up for 
a businessman. I think I'm just a businessman and you're a businesswoman. But they say entrepreneur, so fine. Uh, but essentially, in that case, I've been an entrepreneur since I was seven years old. Yeah. And I mean, I knew this story, I'd write leaflets out, you know, get your car washed for five pounds or I cut your grass for five pounds and I go and put all these leaflets for everyone's door yeah. in the village that I grew up in. Uh, so right from an early age, I've always been looking forward. And I actually heard a really good thing on a podcast uh, about vanilla ice, of all people. And the interviewer basically said to him, when you sort of have a bit of downtime and chill, what are you thinking to do next? And he literally responded, I'm thinking what to do next. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my mindset. Like I said to you, when we were around the pool, I'm not just led there just switching off. I'm just thinking, Sis, what can I do with that? What, what about this project? What about that investment? So, yeah, I think that's just kind of the mindset you get yourself in. And I've obviously noticed you do that over the last 10 years massively as well. And I think now we just always want to better ourselves and even help other people out as well. Yeah, it gets and, and grow and just grow. A hundred percent. And I think like you have been a natural entrepreneur, whereas my journey was very different. I was very much like on the co corporate ladder and just thinking that I always had to do that. And I did my accountancy exams and I was like, I only really did that job just so that I could get more money to have a horse. <laughs> like that was literally my mindset at the time, but I didn't know any different. And I think when I met you, like it did open my eyes up to so much more. And that's why I retrained to do the vet physio stuff. Um, but, you know, loved it and it was a passion, but it's still just a job. And I think that was where it was with you in the car business as well, wasn't it? Like, yeah. You had scaled it so much, but there was only one of you. And um, it was kind of time to let that baby go and then jump into property because there was so much potential there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've always been buying and selling something. Uh, I nearly got expelled from the school for <laughs> selling multi-pack cans of Coke when my uh, school banned like Coke and chocolate bars and stuff like that. I'd go down to Lidl's on my lunch break, buy a multi-pack can of Coke, you know, 12 of them or whatever for... I don't know, six pounds and sell them all for two pounds. Yeah. And then after that, I moved when I was a plumbing heating engineer, I was selling boilers and I'd install your boiler and I'd sell you a boiler. And then I'd sell, buy and sell cars and then I'd buy and sell houses. But I think you're right, like you said about the, you, you go to work and then your money, so you buy your horse. But that was your destination and, and where your mindset was then, your mindset was at the point, I've got a sat nav and you put your destination in the sat nav and it will take you there. So you put in your sat nav, I want a horse. So it took you there. Yeah. But I think if there's no clear destination, then that opens up a big array of things to do. Mm -hmm. But that said, you also need a destination if you want to actually get somewhere and, and create clear goals and make that happen. Yeah. So it's kind of like a fine balance, but I think you're, you're wired that way or you're not. If you're not, then get some training and, and some yeah. work on your mindset and and reprogram yourself just yeah. just take that chip out and put a new chip in which I think a lot of people think no I can't do that I'm a plumber I'm a plumber forever and that's it Absolutely. I mean we know people that are 55 years old they've just quit doing what they're doing and they go and do whatever project they want to do and succeed and do it because they want it they don't need it they actually want it and yeah. I think that's a big difference as well 100% it can definitely be skills that can be learned like I'm a true example of that we are so different in that sense um and like once you do start on a journey of personal development whether that's in property or other business like it really does 
make you move as a person like you can't not work on yourself if you want to have a successful business you can't stand still no absolutely not and that destination that you're reaching to like that's always going to move like our goal was to be here in Mallorca we're actually sat on our terrace right now overlooking beautiful trees mountains we've got a pool in the garden like it's sunny this was our vision this was our dream and we've achieved it years ago as well like five years ago wasn't it yeah but now it's like it's not about like not appreciating where you are because I think that's so important as well to actually embody and be grateful for what you have because then it does traject there is a trajectory there to the next level to where you want to get to but it's also like actually now that we're here like we ain't stopping we're just getting started aren't we we said that the other day didn't we this this isn't the end goal like to be here in this villa like I had a villa saved on my computer didn't I like the background a really similar villa to this one like five years ago and we were like come on this is it we were manifesting that for years but I think when we first got here I kind of was like yeah that's cool I'm done now We've yeah. got regular money coming in from property and other investments and so on. We, I can just chill here and that's me done. But actually, like I said to you the other day, and and you definitely agreed, I think this is just the start for us. Yeah, 100%. And I think once you get that mindset, like, I don't know, like an actor or a, a billionaire investor or whatever it may be, they're just human beings. They're just a bag of bones and organs. They're the same as me and you. We're all the same. So, yeah, I think mindset's been the massive sort of shift and key for me and I definitely think it's helped you over the years as well a hundred percent so how would you say it's been working together as a partnership within our property business guys don't do it it's, it's, <laughs> it's an absolute hell <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about because um you know there's a lot of women that will come to me and they want to either do it on their own but there's also that other group of women that want to do this to help their families or to work with their partner in this industry so like from your perspective how's it been working together I th- I don't think we would be where we are without each other yeah. so I, th- <laughs> I think to have some element of support at home and in an environment where you spend a lot of time with someone like your partner I mean everyone can have a PA and members of staff and so on project managers whatever it may be but to have your partner in your corner doing what you do and you're both living it all day and breathing it all day uh that's that's just amazing and i would advise anybody to do that yeah excuse me of course there's been tough times and there will be but i think you can overcome them quite quickly uh so as an example what's that program that you watch selling sunset yeah so you see it's something my guilty pleasure sorry guys i quite enjoy it too it's got nice houses in la so i'm like yeah okay i'll watch it but you see like some of the girls and they're really close but they argue yeah. and their friendship's destroyed yeah and then they don't move on from that but if it's your partner you move you you move on a bit quicker one of you is going to say or one of you needs to learn to say okay cool what should we do about this and, and what do we joke and you say do you do you want a hug no, do you want comfort or do you want a resolution? Yeah. It's like the two things you can just say to your partner to get over things. So, yeah, working with you has definitely been amazing. I'm with you because I love you and want to be with you. Now I get to work with you and earn loads of money and do great projects and stuff. It's just been great. And you can bounce off each other. So I might have certain skills that you don't have and vice versa. I can't even get a wireless printer to work. <laughs> Generally, I can't. It's true. It's I'm true. not even joking. Uh, but to find a project and, and build a house and see the vision for that, I really excel. Yeah. So we both bring many different things to the table. And I think 
you know, you guys at home could look at your partner and think, well, what would you he do or what would she do? You'd be surprised when you get into it how much you can bounce off each other and really grow. Then you can grow as a couple. Bring bring your partner up with you. Uh, you know, don't try to grow on your own. Leave them behind. Uh, use them to help you, but also they're going to use you to help themselves, and then you can really both grow. Yeah, hundred percent. There's that book, isn't there, called Rocket Fuel? And yeah. there's like the two sides of having a successful business and there's I think it's called a visionary and an integrator and I'd say you are the visionary of the group and I'm the integrator because you've got all the big ideas and I have a lot of ideas in my coaching business because I'm kind of the two sides of it there but in our property business it's like you will go out and get the ideas and I'm like okay let's like how do we make this happen how do the numbers look like and I'm more of the logical like sense of yeah. the two I'd say I'd, I'd agree with that about offending you but like I think it's good to have that balance of and not just one side of each because otherwise it can be really tipped one way exactly and also when you think about it because we've been working together you know all day every day for five years now could you go and do your own project how you want to do it and use the resources to do it all on your own yeah yeah absolutely couldn't you and 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 so could I now so I've taken things from you and you've taken things from me not taken but we've we've handed things over and skill sets that we now both see every day it's all right talking to someone you know for an hour and getting some ideas and stuff when you're with that person you learn from them as well 100% so like the people that are going out and doing this on their own I think it's being conscious that if you do have a gap in your skill set then that's an opportunity to go out and find where that might be. Mm. Um, Identify it, either work with somebody who compliments you or just be aware of it and know that actually if that's something that is a gap right now, then that's an opportunity to lean into it and work on it and get some mentoring on it, get some support. Do a JV part. Yeah, do a JV, you know, because having that awareness is going to really help with projecting you forward. Otherwise, it can be quite easy to fall into um what is comfortable to you and then on the flip side like for me I and I think as a woman a lot of the time as well women are more programmed to be less um risky so they're more risk averse but I actually think that means that we are more discerning investors and we're not just people that jump into stuff without analyzing it but like that on its own that could actually just ring fence you completely straight away couldn't it like because then you wouldn't want to take that action so it's about what actually where are those gaps here and what is coming back at me what is my subconscious saying and what where do I need to work on that because having that awareness is just going to be key to to pushing you forward isn't it oh most definitely and I really think just touching on that as well people try to do everything on their own and they try to do too much and you're a testament to this that was me yeah it was I wanted to literally micromanage I had a dealership and I'd be watching the cleaner clean the car like you just missed the bit there and it's like go and sell the car and make five grand don't do that task yeah but you look at people like I don't know Tony Robbins Miley Cyrus Taylor Swift whatever it may be they're the driving force they're the people that are out there doing it but look at the team behind them that they've built up yeah over the years and the contacts and relationships that they've built so you don't need to do everything on your own you, you can be a but then there can be b c d you know behind you and after you helping along the way yeah so for me a big thing is to stop micromanaging outsource uh, i'm just about to get myself a, a pa a personal pa for me 
uh, and and yeah, sort of let go of all the smaller what do you call them lower value tasks? Low value tasks, yeah. Which I used to do all the time, didn't I? Yeah. So because... you've definitely taught me that, and sort of give them over, push them to the side, and get someone else to do them. Then I or whoever's listening can concentrate on that one thing. Yeah, the high focus value, on that. The stuff that's going to actually bring in income, like the income generating tasks. That's what a CEO of a business should be doing, not yeah. all of the low value stuff. And that's why I bang on about outsourcing so much. And I think that comes back to my human design a little bit as well, because I'm a projector, like I can see above situations. So I know when there's an opportunity to outsource things because you can't grow if you are just doing it yourself. You are going to lead yourself down that road of burnout. There's no two ways about it. And I think you reached this point in the dealership at one point as well, didn't you? I, did, I think I hit a wall and I think everyone yeah. does at some point. And you need people, you need a team, you need to offload some of the smaller tasks so you can focus on the bigger ones. And yeah, yeah that's one thing that you've actually taught me. I don't know where you got that from in your background, but that's massively helped me grow and even things aside from what we're doing mm -hmm. uh, with the property and stuff which we'll always do and absolutely love and it's you know profitable and great and enjoyable but even even other projects yeah I know I need to get other people involved uh, and I've got a website being built myself as normally I'd ask you in to help yeah. me look at this and how can I do that no just pay the professional to do that what they're good at and, and what they do definitely um yeah and I think like any business so, well even just like your car dealership you've learned a lot from that business that's transferred into property and then this property business working with me has then you've translated those skills into the new ventures that you're now heading into as well so it's all like transferable isn't it yeah so I think yeah just business in general can give you so much more options to the next path in your life whatever that's going to be so and being liquid as well yeah really be liquid and, fl and fluid whatever the saying is so you can yeah you move can... around things and change things as you go and definitely people get stuck on one thing mm. uh and and just stick to that like our strategies we've done pretty much every i think we've actually done every yeah. single property strategy have, like yeah. several times over and we know what we like and we know what we don't like uh so you, you can you can be quite fluid and liquid in life uh like i said about that 55 year old guy that decided to become a, a home builder yeah you know and, and and do these things but yeah just get the team behind you definitely and actually just tapping into that a little bit more like we've just recently had a bit of a hard conversation about one side of our business haven't we about the rent to rent side of things we have yeah so like that's a conversation which actually can be quite hard because if it's making money and it's profitable, but you know it's not in the direction of where you want to get to, sometimes you have to let things go even if they are going well, <laughs> which doesn't make sense when you think about it on a conscious level. But actually, like we know where we're going. We've looked at the history of like our business and what makes us the true returns that we are looking for into our next next level selves I guess and yeah, our next journey, journey so like if you're putting your energy into too many things in one time then you can't push yourself forward in the things that you want to do more so it makes sense sometimes to reanalyze and change there's nothing wrong with your changing your mind along this journey like you said fluidity um to make sure that you are capturing that energy and, and pushing it into the direction that you want it to go where focus goes energy flows right so 
it's just a testament to that. So just bringing it back to property a little bit more then, what was your favourite project that we've done together? Favourite project? What are we on our 15th project? Although we've done like rent to rent and various bits in the middle. Favourite project? 100% the refurb of Charlton Road. Do you think so? For me, that was, was, yeah, that was like a passion project. That was kind of like a passion project, but also it was a great ad. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I could have worked to earn money and, you know, I love earning the money, but I also really thoroughly enjoyed that project. Yeah. I think for me to take an old derelict building yeah. and, and create something amazing is kind of like me as a human being in a way. So, I, like, I look back at my 17-year-old self and the trouble I used to get in and the things I used to get, get up to and the crowd I used to hang around and I was broken, to say the least. And then build myself back up to the man that my daughter will look at and be proud of, hopefully. She's saying, I'm proud of my dad. That, that's my end goal. And I think Charlton Road for me was like that. Yeah. It was, I'm taking this old wreck of a house that's dead. Nobody wants it. Everyone calls it ugly. It's disgusting. What an eyesore. And now we created the best house on that street. We broke the ceiling price yeah. on the street as well, which, we all, which we, we've done like five times now. Yeah, uh, and, and just to really create something, put a personal touch on it and do things how we want to do it. And we've always said this, we sit in the kitchen or the living room at the very end of the project and we look at each other and we go, would you live? Are you happy? And if we say yes, definitely, then it's done and we can move on to the next one. If it's not, then we we tweak things. Yeah. So for me, that was probably my favourite project. Mm. I yeah, project managed that one myself. I was hands-on myself. I'm not hands-on. I don't advise anyone to be hands-on, even if you've got a certain background, you know, as a plumber or electrician or builder or whatever, uh, just pay the professionals to do it. But I did get hands-on with that one a little bit. And I just really enjoyed that project. It was great. Yeah. It was over the summertime. Uh, the numbers were going crazy at the time. Do you remember the house prices yes. in England at the time? They were just yes. going up and up. And we're like, get yeah, right to the finish line. And they're like, I thought we are going to sell it for X. And I know we're getting 20 grand one. Wow. I thought we were going to sell it for X. No, 25 grand one. Good times. It was good times. Yeah, that was your favourite. Yeah. How about you, actually? What was your favourite project? I think Cholton Road is up there, but I also love doing Barnsley as well. Barnsley was a cool Yeah, project. because I love the finish where it was like an older Victorian house and it was just a dive, wasn't it? It was so bad. And Cholton Road was the same. <laughs> so, like, yeah. they're quite similar in that They were sense. both back to brick, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, both back to brick renovations, but... Barnsley like was a massive transformation and I loved the decor and the style in there and I think that's what I really loved about it and I'm excited about our next project which is similar in but terms of, yeah but even bigger and like I just think you can really like inject the old character with modern finishes and I, I that's my style I really love it yeah I mean you put like the panelled walls and stuff and then the roll top radiators yeah. and the Victorian tile flooring and so on and uh -huh. is it the navy and gold with the brass handles in the kitchen and stuff yeah, yeah that, looked, that was a really cool project just going a little bit extra and like that was a six-bedroom HMO so you don't usually go to that extremes unless you're in a very like dominant market where you need to stand out from the crowd but we did spend a little bit more well, it was broke, still broke the ceiling price yeah, again exactly we still broke the ceiling price on valuations and it was a very lucrative project wasn't it it made us a lot of money um but that was like really fun to do and I think it was one of the first that we did together so mm. the excitement was really there and it's like yeah this is actually happening like we're, yeah. we're doing this professionally now it's not just a side hustle um and that was really fun to do um and, and it's fairly hands-off as well actually it was that well yeah we lived the you know three hours away didn't we yeah. so we had a, a built team in place and, and what have you project manager and so on yeah 
uh, you actually negotiated 10 grand off the asking price, which was like a great start to any project. Yeah, it was mid-COVID. I mean, we're always conservative with numbers, but if you can, you, you're buying a place for 100 grand, and you end up getting it for 90, you're going to spend 100 grand on the building, you end up get, paying 90. The, the GDV you're expecting to be 250 ends, ends up 300. It's all just good news. Yeah. And I think with property, not a lot of people talk about the, the struggles and the, the hardships of property, but it's also good to talk about, you know, the pluses and the little bonuses. And that was just like a little bonus before yeah. we'd even gone through the door was great with 10 grand up for this project. Yeah, it was a nice quick win out of the gate, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was kind of like, should we just try our luck? And I think I even said to you, like, I'm going to negotiate the purchase price down. And you were like, really? It's so <laughs> cheap already. Exchange, like in 24 hours, you know, hang on a minute, hold my beer. <laughs> It's only 91,000, wasn't it? Yeah. And I ended up getting it for 81 after a conversation. I tried to get 15K off because it was mid-COVID and the market, everyone was a bit like, oh, what's going to happen? But obviously it actually just went. I think you were like on the there. phone, like this house is going to be worth like 70 yeah. tomorrow, guys. You know? Sorry, the numbers won't work, even though we were going to buy it anyway. But I thought, well, try our luck. I know it's with a housing association. It's not like it's going to bite somebody in the back pocket. It's just been left and it, it nobody left cares about years. it, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, that was a nice quick win out the gate. So that's probably my favourite one. And then Chelton Road is a close second, I think, because, um, you know, that was a passion project of yours and it was very local to us so um you know we had a good build team there as well didn't we and it wasn't well, there wasn't did, any like all of our hurdles to be honest no and I think because it was on our doorstep and not up in Barnsley or Yorkshire or Middlesbrough or Blackport or down in Weymouth or London or whatever yeah. it was on our doorstep we utilized everyone that we knew yeah you know we, these are people that I'd worked with on on sites myself 10 years ago and we just sort of pulled everyone in for that one yeah uh, but yeah but going back to like the price of Barnsley as well, you don't ask, you don't get. Going no. Back to the build team for Charlton Road, you don't ask, you don't get. Oh. I think people are so scared in property and in business in general uh, just to ask for things. Yeah, to I mean, have those difficult conversations. Yeah, sometimes. and just just be com be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, a chap that I'm going to speak to now, I won't say, but I'm, I'm going to be talking to someone. He's got a huge uh, net worth. I think it's 1.5 billion at the moment. And I'm going to have an awkward conversation with this guy at some point. It's not going to be awkward, but it's going to be hard for me to do. But if you don't ask, you don't get. So mm. just ask. And I think English people, like, we, we've travelled the world, haven't we? We're quite well travelled. And we've really noticed England's got one thing. Like, you could be walking down the street and someone bumps into you because they're looking the other way. And you will turn and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You haven't done anything wrong. They just bumped into you. But I yeah. think we all just need to learn to ask a bit more. That's so true. And if you want something, go and get it and just ask for it. Yeah, it's being willing to have those uncomfortable conversations because that's what's going to change the game, isn't it? Like, if you can't have those uncomfortable conversations, then you're not going to get those quick wins out the gate. You're not going to be able to negotiate your purchase, not your not only your purchase price, but your bill costs. Like, we try and negotiate with everything, don't we? Literally. And we're going to curries, won't we, by, like, five TV, six TVs for a six bed HMO. Yeah. And I'd be like, what's the staff discount then? Because I'm buying six. And they look at me, wouldn't they? Yes. And you'll be like, you'll, you'll know what's coming. You're like, cool, I'll just leave Darren to it. And we, we'll generally get like 200 pounds off. Yeah, it's always worth it, it, isn't it? That's still like a nice meal out. There you go. That's <laughs> you a think about so that, that night, we just go for a meal out instead and just blow the 200 on, on some nice food. Yeah, absolutely. We probably would have spent it anyway. So it's worth 
just looking at everything that you've got going on and thinking, well, even if it's not of monetary value, like how can I make this more incentivized for me? Yeah. You know, is there something that we could work together on? Make it a win-win, of course, because yeah. any business transaction needs to be, but it's also being able to spot that opportunity and tap into it a little bit more. Um, there's a way to ask as well, isn't it, which we've done with like NLP coaching and training and stuff. So we won't just go, oh, can I have such and such number please it will always be uh i don't know as an example would it be too much trouble if you give me your builder's number because we're programmed uh to say no yeah but how we're asking that question would it be too much trouble for you to give me that number no and then you automatically said no no of course it's not where's my friend yeah here's his number or here's the 200 pound off the tvs or here's my staff discount yeah so yeah that's that's definitely a little golden nugget for people is how we ask things yeah 100 and then there's like if and what questions as well isn't there like if i were to offer you x amount then what would your response be or what would your thoughts be so that's yeah it's like testing the water so that you're not then going in with an aggressive offer it's really like being able to dig a bit deeper into that person's situation and what is motivating them so you can mirror that and be a chameleon to that situation so that you can make it a win-win for both sides that makes sense to that person you're talking to but also it has to work for you as well because nobody wants to feel resentful in a situation right this is business at the end of the day we we need to make sure that we're putting a roof over our heads at the same time we've all got to eat so yeah I think there's some golden nuggets there for people to take away as well especially like you just touched on you I mean you call me a chameleon because you see me speak to people and I I'm always me I'm always authentic I'm just me but that said I can get into not into character but I can speak to certain people uh, I, I can speak to, as an example, some 17-year-old lad in his jogging suit and immediately 10 minutes later I'm speaking to some 80-year-old high net worth individual and then I'm speaking to a council planner and then I'm speaking to your mum and so on. Yeah. And I think communication is something that me and you have learned how to master, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe not master, but we're on the journey and we're forever bettering that. Uh, but communication's key with any business and it's really helped us in property hasn't it and, yeah. and to be a chameleon and and see each side of the story and uh whatever's going on at the time and, and really get into that position as well yeah and I think it is just about being more relatable isn't it to mm-hmm. the person that you are talking to it's not necessarily about being inauthentic and saying something completely different that's out of your character it's just like well how can this be relatable to that person um based on what you're hearing from them as well like I think a lot of it comes down to listening and then knowing what they need as opposed to what you think they need because that's how you're going to be able to have a really good negotiation from there definitely um so I just wanted to talk about our lessons as well so what do you think has been the biggest lessons in property because a lot of people especially on social media will paint property as being like you know the holy grail and there's there's no kind of complications which like anything in business is always going to be um two sides to the story and of course property there is so many benefits too and like we would not be in a position that we are today without it there's no two ways about it there's like so many rewards from it and it's so worth it but what are the biggest lessons that you've taken from it biggest lessons from investing in property it could be a project as well or could be anything whatever you think I think for me 
the ceiling like where is the ceiling what can you do in life where can you go I mean if you'd have spoke if you'd have asked me that question 20 years ago I'd have been 17 uh what was I doing at 17 I was an apprentice plumber I think I was on like five pounds per hour something like that and I think for me the biggest lesson is there's no ceiling mm-hmm. you can take the roof off and build another story but you could another floor but you can also do that in life uh, as we've gone on, the projects have got so much bigger. Like I've, my first ever project was a masonette and I just painted the walls and put new flooring down and new kitchen and bathroom and stuff. And then we're doing 8,000 square foot commercial residential redevelopments in, in city centres and stuff. Yeah. So I think for me, there's no ceiling. Yeah. Don't put a cap on it. Just, just you know, really reach for, that's that saying, isn't it? I can't remember he said it, reach for the stars. And even if you miss, you can land on a cloud. Yeah, so I know the saying. I'm just trying to think of what it is. That's the saying. I don't know, I don't know who who says it though, but yeah, but that's so true. I think for me, I know reach it. Further. I know it. it's um reach for the moon if you fall at least you'll land among the stars. Cool. Well, that's even better than mine because I'm reaching for the stars, and if I miss, I land further. on the cloud. Yeah, you're right. There you go. I need to, keep going. I need to keep going and raise the roof of it. But 100 for me, that's it. Yeah. Is is to really just go for it and and. I don't know whether you do this with with your clients, but I know people I speak to and say, Darren, can I have half an hour? Can I have five minutes chat with this? And I say, well, what's your goal and where do you want to be? And well, I want I want to be a millionaire in, in five years time. So what do you mean a million? What, you want a million pound in the bank in five years? No, yeah. I'm like, well, a million is not going to be worth a million in five years. And the way the world's going, that's probably not going to be worth a lot anyway. Uh-huh. So why have you set your limit or your cap at having a million pound in the bank? Yeah. I mean, what's your absolute dream car? Oh, it's, you get your favorite. Well, that's 1.1 million. So you can't even have your ultimate dream car. Set your goals totally unrealistic, mm-hmm. like way higher. I want 100 million in the bank in five years' time. And then you might really, you know, you might half get halfway there. Yeah. Because we're only programmed to go to where we, we're going to go to. You want to go to A, fine. We go to A, go to B, go to B. Uh, but what's after A and after B? I think. For me, the biggest lesson and gift that I've got from property and business is really reaching forward and just creating a better life as well. Uh, I know I was speaking to you about this the other day. People are always uh, looking to cut down on their expenditure, their monthly expenditure, yeah. and save money. This is a message that we're like that is being fed to people. They're like, "Don't drink Costa coffee. Like, get rid of your subscriptions. Yeah. Like, if you're using all of that and that brings you joy, do not get rid of it. No, like, if you're this is it. spending willy nilly, then that's a different story. But like, yes, yeah, yeah. so, so they say like, you know, reduce your monthly outgoings and save money. Yeah. Well, you know me oh too well. I will purposely try to increase my monthly outgoings so I have to level up. Yeah. You know, if I'm spending ten grand a month, now I've got to earn twenty grand a month. If I'm spending twenty grand a month, I've got to earn thirty grand a month, mm-hmm. and I don't save anything. Like genuinely. There's a couple of grand in my bank at any one time. My money's out earning more money. You give me a pound, I give you back two. I want the money out earning money. So that mindset of save, save all your money, pay your mortgage off, uh, reduce your, your monthly outgoings. I think it's just wrong. Now, that might not work for everybody, for, but for me, if I push my monthly outgoings more, something will happen. Mm-hmm. I've got the money mindset. I've got an abundance mindset. I want everything and I want it all now and I'm going to go and get it. Uh, but just don't limit yourself and don't don't put that ceiling too low yeah no I agree I think one of my lessons is probably more on a technical level is um 
like one of the projects that we did initially, which was the commercial to residential. Um, and that like came, I think it was more of a timing thing, really, wasn't it? Because of COVID. Like we bought the building, COVID happened, we had it on a bridge, then we went and had builders in that couldn't start for months. And it was like everything that COVID could was have messy. gone, yeah, could have gone wrong, did go wrong. But my God, so many valuable lessons. Like, and we finished that project. It was beautiful at the end, wasn't it? It was amazing. It um, makes the the guy that bought it, the, the investor that ended up buying it, makes him like five grand a month. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, but but that's what we do though we do these projects and and we help others as well yeah, so yeah, no, you know his financial that. freedom figure is five grand a month yeah and we still make money so it's not the end of the yeah, world it's it? on the first one yeah but like those lessons that we learned with that project oh my god like we have sent taken that forward into server commercial to residentials and it's like we know everything that needs to go on here so it's like we've already crossed all of those hurdles off before it even becomes an issue and that saves time that saves money that increases your margin twofold like tenfold not twofold um mm. and not only with come to resis but other projects as well so like that for me was a probably because i didn't have as much experience with buildings and um just the building trade in general that was a massive learning curve of like managing a big project because even we had a project manager, but still lots of things that we needed to do ourselves um, and finish up and stuff like that. So I had a love-hate relationship with that place, I think, because it was difficult, but actually gave me so much value. And like, yeah, I've taken that away and I'm sure you have as well. And it's just sometimes you'll give your, what's the saying, like your you get given what you need at the time, something like that. Mm. And I think that's definitely true because if we didn't have that, we probably wouldn't have been so successful in other areas as well. So that was probably my biggest lesson. And just think if someone come to you now and said, I'm going to do an 8,000 square foot commercial to residential redevelopment, I'm going to turn it to six apartments and two shops right in the city centre uh, on a street that's not a conservation area, but a quality corridor. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be like, yeah, cool, let's go, let's do it. Yeah, like, I know what to do. That's all good. Let's go. So like, just... some of my ladies in my Fempowered Property Academy, that is where they're going to. They're doing the BRRs, and then they want to get to doing commercial to residential. And it's like, cool, like, I'm 100% happy to guide you through that because I've done it once, I've learned all the lessons, but I've also done it again and again and again afterwards and had really successful projects. So I'm more than happy to guide people through that now so if i didn't Each go through that i wouldn't be doing that either yeah so yeah i think that was the biggest lesson for me cool. so what is next for you and for us what are you thinking in the future well what is next that's a good question i've got a pretty big big list of things that i want to do and goals that i want to achieve I've got some real strong passion projects i want to get to uh, we've always been taught to fill our own cup, you know, because you can't pour from an empty cup. But at some point, I really want to start to give back uh, and do some passion projects. I think larger projects like, you know, we used to do like the mini modes as an example, which is a mini HMO, like four bedrooms, three, four, three to four bedrooms. And now we're just about to do a 10 bed all on suite HMO. So I think I, I'm always looking for the next bigger Project yeah. to better myself. Well, we just done a nine bed. We did just do a nine bed, so yeah. Like and that one, was then. one more bedroom. So <laughs> maybe 11, the one after, 11 bed. 
but yeah i think the projects that i want to do next definitely bigger yeah and like i say to a lot of the guys that i work with i want to reach higher and reach for the stars you know and, and do some bigger things so yeah i don't want to say too much but i've got some big projects lined up uh, with some very influential people uh, and some people with a lot of money behind them which will obviously help speed the process up yeah uh, and i want to it's a win-win isn't it yeah definitely yeah and and one thing i'm really keen to look into is uh, setting up a boutique spa hotel mm. uh, one that we can enjoy one that we yeah. monetize oh, yeah. from and <laughs> friends and family can really enjoy and we can have big Christmases there and stuff and then from there I'm already thinking forward and looking at a chain of these as well so I've got some big projects lined up uh the imminent like immediate projects I've got yeah this this big HMO uh and a few other flips as you know I always like to have a little flip on the go in the background I don't know why I think I just always will do they're just great for earning you know a lump sum of cash uh so yeah project wise there's a there's a lot going on so we've got a busy time basically we've got a busy busy time ahead there's no rest for the wicked no but when we slow down and stop it's like a week later we're like right what can we do yeah yeah (laughs) and like that's what i was saying earlier about sometimes pivoting and letting go of some parts of your business because that transformation can't happen there's no space for it to move into unless you create that space um we know that we're going to be busy and up leveling that area of our business so it makes sense to think about the future vision and I think that's really important yeah I mean I've, I've jokingly said to you but not jokingly I've I've always had like a millionaire's mindset and to be self-made millionaires is great 110 percent, my goal is to be a billionaire uh, and then how can I how many people can I help and how many lives can I change if I was a billionaire Sorry, when I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Again, it's just the mindset thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the big passion projects I want to do in India and set up a school. And uh, we, we've, we travelled India uh, years ago now, actually. Seven years ago. Yeah, they just rolled by. They did just roll by. <laughs> I don't know when it was now. Yeah, probably about seven, seven yeah. or eight. Yeah. And it's the second we got there, we saw, you know, so many um, homeless children yeah uh, really abandoned sad. children even and we just wanted to scoop them all up and we would if we could have so therefore if if we would if we could have i need to be at the point where i can so yeah that orphanage is a massive passion project for me and i've got to set the bar high for that because that's going to take some doing but it, it's on the on the vision board even yeah and well that's it isn't it there's only so much money can give you like yeah. it is about filling your own cup up and having fun in the process like it's a lot of the things that we are thinking about doing, even, you know, if we move countries again, who knows? Like we have these big visions, but it's also fun. It's like, well, where can we have the next bit of fun with, you know, or well, don't, where? Don't forget Where's we're like, going to Vegas in like four months time. So yeah, so we're, we're then LA, then Scottsdale. We're mindful of the US market as well. Um, so like, yeah, it just comes down to that, doesn't it? Like, there's, the sky is no limit and that you can have so many big visions and just roll with it and just have fun so, <laughs> that's what it's all about but you can also once you've done that and you've filled your cup up like you're going to get to a point where it's like I need to help now I need to give back and that's where your next motivation is going to come from because 
like that money is just not going to fulfill you because you're going to have everything that you want and you've needed and like the next big push is giving back to others because if you're not helping them and you're not pushing your own business forward then like those people are not going to be helped and that's the big vision isn't it when you look at all you know philanthropists and uh, people that give a lot to charity and startup funds and so on and so on they, they've done well in whatever business or sector they've you know mastered mm-hmm. and they'll all go to the same thing they all want to give back and the more I seem to give the more I seem to get back and I yeah, think that's, that's probably true. true for everyone but you've got a passion project though like you've always said to me you want to do some sort of wellness retreat with yoga and healthy eating and uh, helping people with their mindset and so on and their body and their definitely. food and stuff so is that a project that you want to put out there at some point yeah I mean I am definitely thinking about doing a retreat for property ladies but even just going past that it's maybe I could create a, a wellness center that's in, involved with our hotel chain and stuff like that when it gets to that point so it's just having that bigger vision isn't it like yeah yeah who knows what's around the corner make it happen go and get it and I think right now like my giving back is helping my ladies in my property academy because I know how much that is going to change their lives so of course I'm being paid for it nobody can have an exchange value without that monetary exchange there um but like they are still changing their lives at the same time so that's my injection of it right now which feels really really good and I love to do it you do love to do it and anyone listening you really do love to do it (laughs) and I'm so proud of you for what you've done with these ladies you work with so many people now and to see some of the results again I like show you someone on Facebook when I'm like look at this like massive HR whatever someone's done you're like get down that's my client (laughs) okay cool or whatever it may be yeah yeah exactly (laughs) that's good passion projects are great I think we should all maybe have a drive for that uh, rather than just money yeah because that doesn't make you happy like well even if like you do both then that's like the perfect combination isn't it but, but yeah exactly i mean like, like me with the cars i've got a massive passion for cars hence having that sports car dealership but you you, you give me 100 grand i'll buy a nice car mm-hmm. you give me 200 grand i'll buy a 200 grand car yeah. there's always another one on isn't there so yeah. where, where does it get to the point like buying all this stuff is not fulfilling it's not making me whole and I think when we all realize that that's when we can really grow Mm -hmm. so like us to be here I mean I wish you guys could see this view that we've got every single morning but for me that's so powerful yeah and it's like (laughs) and I would be I would pick being here any day over being in London with several billionaire investors that want to do this and this and so on and so on here to have my mindset and clarity and I can move forward and clearly project uh, my ideas and make them happen and so on yeah I think, I think that's pretty good I think environment's really powerful isn't it in mm. even you know if you're not living in a place like this where it's you're surrounded by nature and all of those things like actually like where can you make those changes in your environment can you start to get a positive environment around even just driving to your school run or whatever and putting a podcast on getting you into a different headspace where it's like actually these things are possible because that's where it's all going to come from like you might not be able to go and get a villa in the mountains of Mallorca right now and that's not something that you can implement so you you might not even want that no you might not you might want something different Um, for whatever environment that suits that person yeah if you hang around with five broke people you'll be the sick 
you hang around with five millionaires, you'll be the sick and so on. Definitely. So just going back then on like all of the training stuff that we've done, how important do you think that training or mentoring that we had was? The most important <laughs> out of everything. And that's helped me not just with knowledge, general knowledge of property. Uh, we've worked with people as well with mindset and NLP. And uh, who was that guy that was on stage? Alan, can, can I ever say it's Klein Hans? Klein Hans? Klein Hans? Yeah, uh, it's really powerful. Do you remember when he stood up and he done that speech and, and it was just amazing? So I think when you get into the uh, mindset of self-development can and will help me, then you just grow mm -hmm. exponentially. Like you say, it, it's just constant. So mentoring, training, education. Why do we get to 16 and finish school and be like, that's all we needed to know. We don't need to know anything else. We're going to go into this office job and start off at 15 grand here that in two years time is going to be 20 grand. And in five years, I'm going to make manager now 40 grand without any other training or further development. I yeah. literally don't want to stop learning until yeah. the day I die. When it's something you enjoy, it just becomes fun. So you actually want to do it as opposed to the stuff they teach you in school. We say this just, like, I wish yeah. we had our sponge brains now than like we did as a kid when you don't want to learn. You're like, I want to go home. I don't want to go to school or whatever it may be. Yeah. But the thing is, what they teach us, it serves our societal system. Yeah. That like, if you're okay being at that, then that's fine. But like, if you know that there's something more out there, then like, you do need to get that further education. You need to start to tap into your strengths. You need to really build that resilient mindset because it's going to be hard to navigate away from that initially. Anyway. It absolutely is. But like the rewards are so beneficial. Sorry, what are you saying? No, no, I was just touching on that. That's how important further education and mentoring yeah. and coaching is. Because yeah, at I school, coach because I need it. Yeah, time. exactly. I mean, at school, what do you really learn? I'm not saying for any children listening, don't go to school, but you're going to learn what the other kids are doing and talking about. Are you going to learn about money? Um, we we have business <laughs> studies at school, but it was so basic and. Yeah, and most of the time they're taught by people who don't even have a business or no, never exactly. had a business. Like, how can you teach this? It's limiting, such limiting beliefs, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which is why I do a thing with our with my daughter. So uh, summer holiday starts when, like nine days. Yeah, it's yeah. quite long here. And we and we so me and Sienna we've started something called uh, Real Life Mondays. We talk about money, investing, uh, just how to be genuine, reading people, speaking to people, communicating, building relationships, mm -hmm. and so on. And I think they're things that we really need to learn, and yeah. we don't learn them at school. Like I didn't do very well at school. I was a college dropout, so I started college at sixteen or whatever it was, and couldn't do it and was constantly getting told off and you need to catch up with this and I dropped out uh but it didn't resonate with me and the things I was learning was just like textbook boring stuff yeah same and a lot of schooling is like that I think we need a massive shift in schooling we need to teach children how to grow their own fruit and veg how to go and get fresh water if you needed it how to actually earn money and manage people and create businesses and be self-sufficient and be healthy and look after your body and communicate well what we're losing now is communication because of the yeah. digital era as well like so many kids have got anxiety and depression and stuff like that because of the messages that are being sent out there but we're not really reinforcing that internal resilience within them and being able to openly communicate because it's all done via messaging and stuff like that now yeah. i think it was bad enough of us when we were growing up but like god knows what it's like yeah. now it's getting scary now isn't it i mean you take an ipad away from 
from a random kid and they just have screaming fits on the floor. Yeah, you can notice like, the change in the behaviour. Talk to sure. me, what's going on? They just can't, can they? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we definitely limit screen time for Sienna, don't we? We were actually out with some friends the other day and they've got two kids. Uh, and they are lovely kids. They generally are. And these, yeah. these two parents are incredible, incredibly amazing parents. They really are. Yeah. Um, but one of the, one of the little girls was just having an off day, and the mum took the iPad away and said, "Come on, wait at the dinner table now." Sienna won't, excuse me, pick up her iPad if she knows we're having a meal because it's time to sit down I think with the family. Cry, but she knows that yeah. it's not not an option. She did try. We just give her the look. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, so this mum took the iPad away, and this kid just had a massive meltdown. It's like, "It's my iPad. I want my iPad. I want my iPad." And they're becoming so addicted to phones, iPads, TV programs, YouTube kids, whatever it may be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I understand it's the way of the world now, but we still need to go back to the original point is to communicate and build relationships. Yeah. I genuinely worry like some of these kids now in like 15 years time, stick them in a meeting with 20 people in front of them to converse and work out what's going on with this project or yeah. how to structure that business idea. I don't know what they're going to do. No, this they'd is probably it, just ask it? AI. They'd be like, oh, "Hang on a minute, AI, create this presentation," for <laughs> and then they'd just turn back and do it. And we'd be like, "Oh, damn it! They've done that in thirty yeah. seconds." <laughs> oh well, the robot's doing it now, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe that's where more mentoring and coaching comes in, though. Maybe like it will be more integrated in the future. I think because so. now it's more of a choice. But at you know, at the end of the day, if you pay, you pay attention, don't you? Because we've yeah. invested a lot of money into that sector and not only in property training but project management courses even mentoring on mindset yoga instructors yeah, even that personal trainers it adds different layers and levels to you know everything in your own experience so yes definitely something that i think was so worth and is all all like everything that we've invested in has given us a much higher return on our investment and it always does involved. it always will do. yeah it's like a massive shift in everything in your mindset and you know like being able to actually implement stuff having that le next layer of support there it's the toolbox isn't it like you could give the girl, the ladies and girls that you work with a fishing rod and they're like what am i going to do with that then you can give them a fish and go all right you don't know how to fish here's a fish or you can teach them how to fish yeah and then they can fish forever mm -hmm. and they can then teach other people yeah and we can just better the world and our immediate environment quite swiftly and quickly yeah that's the bigger vision of it all because... having the toolbox and being able to know how to use the toolbox yeah which is key 100 percent. and like if you are empowered yourself and you have financial stability that's only going to ripple there's a ripple effect between your family between your friends like a lot of people in my academy they're now helping their families and they're helping them invest their money and like to me that is music to my ears because I can see that it's having a bigger wider impact and that's what it's all about and they're helping the people closest to them and don't forget the people that are most critical of you will be the closest to you they will yeah. be your immediate five friends and your immediate family so if you can sort of if you see someone's you know your father's 60 years old and he's retiring at 67 he's still in the same job on 30 grand a year uh, and he's pretty much got his house paid off it's like mortgage paid off which is such a common thing that me and ella see yeah. and it's like well how much is your house worth and they're like well it's probably about 650 now and i've got about 150 on the mortgage like really? so you sat on half a million pounds <laughs> why don't you make the half a million million they're like 
because I want to pay my mortgage off. And then yeah. we always said to me like, why? And they're like, be, because I do, because that's what to. I've been told to. I've got to pay my mortgage off. And yet they hate their job. And they're like just stuck in a position where it's not serving them whatsoever. And they're sat in a gold mine, which like to replace their income, it wouldn't take that much to make that grow. Because they can go sat in a basic 10, 10% mutual fund and get 50k a year, yeah. which is more than their job. And it's like, oh, come on, <laughs> seriously. Think about it. Think outside the box. We've been told to pay our mortgage off. Yeah, but that's, we are to a degree societally conditioned to think like that and it is being able to step away from it and having that awareness to be like actually is this serving me is it aligned with where I want to get to and what options are out there available to me because I can bet you bottom dollar if you put your awareness there like things will just start to grow from from that idea that's my goes straight back to mindset again which is obviously so important because that person with that half a million pound equity wants to pay the house off because then they own their house but at some point you know they're going to die and that's such a big lesson when you can get your head around i could die tomorrow could die in 50 days i could die in 50 weeks 50 years we're we're all here temporarily Mm -hmm. and whatever we've got my phone this laptop this villa the cars whatever it's all temporary we're we're kind of renting all of it yeah So so just materials i don't yeah exactly i don't i think the mindset of I have to pay my mortgage off, whether that's a hundred grand house or a million pound house. It's just silly. Yeah. I mean, we, we rent this place. We don't own this place. No. And then I think unless you're comfortable, like if you have income streams coming in and you've got a monthly income that you're like, yep, I'm good. I'm living off this. And you want to buy your own house because you've got residual money in the bank and you don't have many aspirations to grow, then absolutely go and knock yourself out. But when you're struggling and you do not like what you're doing and you need some more passive income streams, then like you just absolutely need to do something about that. But you don't, you don't know what you don't know. No, yeah. So no. some people we speak to like as that example with large equities. Their mind is blown. They're, they're just like, what are you serious? I can refinance. I, I want to sell the house or whatever it may be or pay it off or whatever. I can refinance. I can keep the house. Mm. I can actually stay living in it and have a quarter of a million pound in my back pocket that you guys, as an example, are going to give us 15% on with full security via first charge and I earn X amount per month. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and they're just looking sometimes like, I don't get it. How can that be possible? But yeah. Yeah, it is very, very possible, isn't it? But it, it, it does come down to mind. So you don't know what you don't know. No, 100%. So yeah, that was quite a long one, actually. Yeah, like, was, uh... But that's that's how important education is. <laughs> we just keep the most important. <laughs> would, would you want an uneducated doctor doing surgery on you would you want an uneducated dentist uh doing an implant on your teeth no would you want an uneducated accountant filing your tax return of course it's all about education and when someone does whatever they do whatever field that may be whether it's a footballer uh, that's getting you know a footballer will have several coaches yeah the best footballer in the world it's like he's still got several coaches uh, and so on and so on because they're uh really progressing in that field and that's the importance of education to progress in that area of yeah. expertise that you've chosen which could be anything it doesn't need to be property it could be anything no if, if you work with me and Mirella mindset such a big thing uh and, and the abundance mindset yeah. and so on I always say like I can give you the strategy and 
that is super important of course it is you need to know the nuts and bolts of how to get things off the ground the things to learn from like all of the mistakes that we made initially like that is all there so that you don't make those mistakes of course but if you have something in your mindset that is stopping you from actually implementing something to take the knowledge that you now have from this strategy and to implement it like then you aren't going to be able to because there's something there. So we need to also make sure that we're covering that base as well to get rid of any limiting beliefs, make sure you're addressing the things that are coming up on a subconscious level because we learn all of those things from, I think it's the zero to seven, you learn most of your subconscious belief system between that time. You're never going to like probably remember where things have come from, but it's, building that awareness of that pattern of where it's replaying out in your life so that you can make those changes um so it does it has to be like a twofold approach doesn't it it's not just like here's property off you go like go and implement because you need to have that level of awareness of if anything comes up for you that you're not taking that action like where is that coming from I think that's so important. Like that's why I have my own coach all the time because I need that extra layer of accountability and a soundboard as well to be like, this is what's going on. Like, this is where I want to get to, but this come up this week and it's like, oh, like that's not what actually happened. The technical thing of life that's got in the way. It's because I'm thinking about this thing, you know, and like having that awareness and sometimes just speaking it out loud really goes so far because you can actually hear yourself saying it and it just assembles and it starts to create this image in your mind of like oh actually like that is why I'm putting blocks in my way and that that I'm aware of it now so now I need to step in and take that action to bypass it so yeah definitely that's why I love having a coach myself so I think we should probably finish up there Darren don't you because we have been yeah I mean what what do they say it's like the Attention span because, like, every TED talk, if you ever watch any TED talks, they're like seven, seven, 18, 18 minutes, minutes, is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, how much have we done? How <laughs> like an hour and a half, an hour and a half. So, well, enjoy the first 18 minutes and then just switch off after that when you guys are bored. If you got this far, congratulations! Well done, you've got a good attention span. <laughs> amazing thank you so much and listeners if you want to find us on instagram we do offer projects out to investors and work with you on a fixed term basis if you are interested in that then you can contact us you can find us on instagram facebook um and yeah just reach out to us and we can go from there thank you guys thanks Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fempowered Property Podcast. I feel honoured to be a part of your journey. So if you've loved what you've heard, please do like, comment and share. I would love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook. You can find my details in the show notes. I look forward to helping you create your property empire to live the life you deserve.